Hello, and welcome to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. A weekly radio show featuring conversations with successful women who have shown bravery, integrity, and independent thinking to lead a truly rich and rewarding life. Produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And now, here's your host of Life on Purpose, Deb Coletti. Hi, I'm Deb Coletti, and I'm here with you on Life on Purpose every Tuesday at 11 o'clock on Hear Women Talk Network. Today with me is uh, a woman by the name of Ann Kelleher. She's a very interesting person in that she went and changed her her life, her career, midway through. Um, she was for years, she's a professional singer, I think that continues. <laughs> um, you never stop the music. Uh, but she was in advertising. She was a copywriter, and then she became a creative director and then a partner at an agency. She went on to have an epiphany, and we're going to learn about that, and changed her life and became a school teacher at an inner city, very tough school, very inspired teacher, uh, also an author, publisher. She has published a couple books. Uh, I love the name of this one. A book of poetry by students who didn't think they could be poets. Uh, and another a great title, What Matters to Me. Perfect guest for Life on Purpose, don't you think? Actually, she has such a large resume that it will take the whole show to reveal all the many things that she does, has done, and, and probably will be doing. Um, my guest, Ann Kelleher. Welcome, Ann. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. Yeah. But, Ann, in this uh, world that we live in, to make the change that you did from marketing and partnered an advertising agency, that's a pretty serious career with great upsides of financial um, right. and so on. To be a teacher who's making, I'm sure, good enough, but education ain't, ain't what it could be. You know, I, ha- I have a theory about that. Yeah, I have a theory, theory about that. What's your theory on that? My theory is that money doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And um, I never worked one day in my life thinking about how much money I made. Exactly. Never. It's not the key. Um, and I guess that's mm-hmm. foreign to some people. But, I mean, I certainly need money. I certainly know what, what it takes to live. But that is never the the thought that I have waking up in the morning. Um, it wasn't in advertising. Right. And it isn't in teaching. Certainly in teaching. Um, I just want to have enough money to do more mm-hmm. for the kids or with the kids or for our school. Right. That's, That's where I'm at now. Yeah. That's the motivation. I, 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 I had the principal say, you should really be you know, a grant writer and, and doing development for our school. Boring. And I was like, um, <laughs> no, I, if I just tell the human story. Mm-hmm. Um, they will come. People are good. Yeah. People are truly It's true. You appeal decent. to that part um, of their nature, and as you did yep. with the Christmas story, yep. it's wonderful. Oh, do you want to hear just a tiny little sure. story? That, that <laughs> So we have this one man who um, who is a friend of our schools. He was at our school long, long ago, decades ago, and he has been very successful in his life. He was not successful, however, when he was at our school. So he's come and he's spoken to the children um, about his story, and his he's been a real inspiration for some of them. But he came to an event where he had given us some uh, financial support to get something that, for the kids, and he came to the event just as a, you know, someone standing in the back of the room. He's not all about okay. the praise and all that. But he was there, and um, I had him come down just to introduce him to a couple of students and it was they were the students were helping me run this powerpoint and different things at this assembly we were doing and i i had walked away to do something else and my student this one student kept talking to him 
and he um, called me the next day, and he asked me that student's name again, so I, I gave it to him, and he said, I would like to buy her a laptop. Hmm. <laughs> and so he delivered it two weeks later, wow. and he said, all I want you to tell her is that I am giving this to her. Someone is giving this to her right. because she is kind and nice. Oh, oh. And I'm telling you, um, we need more of that. Yes, we do. <laughs> Maybe and, not a laptop, but and, yeah. more of somebody just saying, I Stop, recognize. Listen yeah. and act and act. I recognize that you are yeah. a, a, a very wonderful person, and mm-hmm. maybe this could be something that'll help you and out in the future. kindness mm-hmm. and whatever that conversation yeah. they were having is uh, not yeah. because you're smart and you're ambitious and all, which is great. That's how we right. reward our educational system here. Right. But yeah, because you're a good person and you're you want to be a good person, and, and we want to help that. And that that is an expectation mm. now mm-hmm. for herself mm-hmm. exactly. that she has reached. It's a different addiction. I yeah, find you can change people's addiction from bad things to being addicted to being successful or being kind and mm. being catch them doing something right, right. Um, which is what sounds like your basic philosophy. And, and it is. the cup is half full, yeah. like your book. Like which, book. Tell me about your two books that you've published that I know of, and their titles are fantastic. Well, with the students, um, there's a way to make your learning more um, engaging and more rewarding if you have a product at the end of it right. that you're proud of. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to just take a moment mm-hmm. out of their feeling that mm-hmm. year, sixth grade, um, you know, their lives, and really show what mattered to them. Mm-hmm. So the title of the book is What Matters to Me, and it's personal essays and self-portraiture by these sixth grade students. And behind their portraits, visual representations of what matters to them. Mm-hmm. So one girl, it was dance, you know, being healthy and, and, and always being able to dance no matter how old she got. And the portraits are lovely, and the essays that accompany them, or the part that was done in my classroom, are really so clearly a window mm. into what a child at that age and rarely thinks, thinks about and, and has been ever asked to think about what what really matters to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe my age we start thinking about that or halfway there. Right. But truly at that age, seventh, sixth, seventh grade, yeah. But if you push because if you ask mm-hmm. a child what matters to them and they're mm-hmm. in sixth and seventh and eighth grade, they the first answer mm-hmm. they will have is my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean right. nine times out of ten sure. my family. And I said, okay, what about the, your family? When we dig in. Let's go. Yeah. Deeper, deeper, and we just, um, it got to be, uh, you know, a revelation on mm-hmm. some of the students' parts, not only to think there's going to be an audience who's right. going to read this, right. which makes it really real and right. authentic mm-hmm. and wonderful, but, um, you know, someone's going to listen to me. Right. And that's important. And it matters. I matter. It matters. What, what's yeah. important to me matters. Yeah. And it, in, yes, I love my family. Mm-hmm. But you know what I've really been thinking about? Yeah. I've been thinking about how I wish my father would stop smoking. Yeah. And so his was all yeah. about, I need my father to live. Mm-hmm. Mm, gosh. And that's yep. the name of his essay. Talk about the big uh, ultimate. Yeah. I mean, just. Important things um, I, You know, I, uh, one, one boy stayed back mm-hmm. um, between his fifth and sixth year in school because he he says mainly behavior reasons and things like that. He never got his work done, never followed through on his responsibilities. Um and so he was a year older. He was a tall kid anyway. And he always felt out of place. Um, and so he wrote his essay on the importance of not staying back. 
and <laughs> well revealing. Yeah, That's and then wonderful. there was very funny ones too. Mm. Um, because again, you, you capture this moment. A girl wrote about um, how her mother taught her how to play the African drums and how she realizes, once she interviewed her mother, she just thought her mother was teaching her how to play drums. Right. She realized what an important cultural connection that was to her ancestors. Right. And her mother, she didn't, she wouldn't have done known that mm-hmm. had she not gone home and interviewed her mother as part of this project. Yeah. You know? And she wrote this beautiful piece uh, just about how mothers pass down their culture. Mm-hmm. And it was just Gorgeous. That could be their college essay and six know. years I, later. Honestly, um, we we published the books. We got a sponsor at the time because we had a federal grant um, to pay for um, the pub, the printing costs. So if you go in and type in their computer, what matters to me? Mm. Or more importantly, if the children go in and type in their name, they'll come up as an author. How cool is that for them? So yeah. we delivered the, a group of, you know, the, all the students by bus and delivered the book and then got a chance to go on the library, which again they are teaches library yeah. because they don't go. That's right. I had students who went, wow, this place is neat. Yeah, it, it, if it inspired them to go mm-hmm. to the library again, hello, I've yeah. done part of my job. Exactly, more than part <laughs> of your job. Well, you are demonstrating, which is what my show is all about, how to lead a truly rich life. You've made choices to go, it's not about money, it's not about having all the nicest things, but when you give when we give, we know we feel get more than we get than the, oh, yeah. the giver. However, we say that. Right. Um, it's totally uh, comes back to you tenfold. Oh my um, goodness! Yeah, more and than the that. passion yeah. that you have, and so much though. That this this Ann Kelleher that I'm speaking with here is also when you do something, you do it completely. You were a co-founder of the Dan Kane Singers. Is that true? Well, um, I've been there since the beginning. A founding member. Um, How a about founding that? member. Okay. Um, my best friend in in high school is the most talented musician. Uh, piano player, organ player, that you've ever heard. He plays by ear. Hmm. He's just magnificent. And this was, you know, at 15 when I met him, um, he just mesmerized me. Um, and it's it grew been, from eight members to how many? There are 150 members. Unbelievable. I thought it was 80. Wow. And we sing um, about, well, one large show hmm. at Christmas um, with all Christmas music. Symphony Hall's big venues. Right? Well, yeah, yeah we've done around. Symphony Hall yeah. and Mass Mutual Center. Uh then we also sing um, inspirational concerts mm-hmm. at a variety of, you know, multi-denominational churches throughout mm-hmm. the area. Uh, we usually do four or five of those a year. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great uh, contrast to, the, to your day with uh, have, being creative with kids, but I'm sure it gets tough at times to that joy that you have for singing. And I yes. you're brilliant. It's a great outlet. A professional outlet singer, too. Me. Do you sing professionally? I mean, that is professional singing with the Dan King Right. Singers, um, Danny otherwise. and I used to yep. play, uh, I mean, he played and I sang out um, mm-hmm. at local restaurants uh, so many my nights. top well i don't know about the teaching one i my mother said i should always be a teacher and i wasn't but the singing and the radio show here i am right, trying to do right. this. Yeah, yeah. um but yeah all the, the, those wonderful things music everything inspired music inspires everything it does. i believe and, and, and yeah. to me if i'm having the worst day and i have a chance to just sing something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
it just completely changes me. Yeah, it totally does. And, I, and if, if it's and that bad, I sing to my students. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because Keep they this. just don't know the good songs. I yeah. bet it stops them in their tracks. If I know. Yeah, that's I know. great. And you've recorded some music and a couple of CDs yourself. I understand. I have with this very very talented producer that I'm in total. Who introduced love with. us? <laughs> Who's yes. badly in love with you? Your biggest fan. <laughs> and I see why. <laughs> um, he, yeah, I mean, it was that was a dream come true. Right. Um, and it's just. Just amazing to have it. And then I did a Christmas CD, which again, another dream because I love Christmas music. I do have one more dream, and that's um, to record um you asked my next question what is your CD, next best or biggest dream a cd of lullaby mm. music even if it, they're not traditional lullabies mm-hmm. but sung in, in a lullaby tone so that um i my my dream is to be able to afford to produce it and then duplicate it to send one cd to every NICU, every neonatal intensive oh, care unit really nice. in the country. I'll help you do that. Really? That would be very, oh, My yeah. daughter was born prematurely, so we were in the hospital oh, for 11 weeks. You know weeks. what that's like, yeah. Waiting and, and waiting. And, and I would sing to her. Hell. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would sing to her. It made me feel Calmed better. Calmed you down. And it made mm-hmm. her feel better. And then the nurses, mm-hmm. the NICU nurses said, um, you know, we should be playing music in here because it's calming. To be held and to be sung to. I mean, how important. My daughter was going off about it the other day. This is her passion. I'm so proud of her that she wants so much to uh, make sure every baby is held. And she's yeah. created this Red Tent Wonderful Business idea, oh, wonderful. which is spectacular, all about supporting birth and women and, and all that you're talking about. Right. And if they could be sung to and hear your voice. Right. Uh, well, they have volunteers who go in and mm-hmm. cuddle and the hold these babies. And hold the babies There's studies that show right. how many right. children in our own country, m- many, um, who just don't get held. And right. yeah, we can talk about that forever. Right. But we need to go to break right now, and I'll be back with Ann Kelleher in just a minute. To join in the conversation right now, go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jessica Dorovage, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, folks. This is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code H. 
HWT. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4 Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Comments, questions, opinions? Then join in the conversation right now. Go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi, I'm back here with Ann Kelleher, and we've been talking about her uh, major career change from a marketing advertising executive partner, actually, creative director, to a major change as an inner city school teacher. Um, Ann, tell me, what is it in the big picture scheme? What is your biggest dream for for you, for Ann Kelleher, in your life? Oh, that was to be a singer on Broadway. But okay. That one's passed. People do that at any age. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, um, now I, I, you know, no, no, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that back. You're right. Okay. It could happen. It could <laughs> happen girl. if if I have my other dream at some point to live in New York City. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, that's an interesting. And line. if I Which if lines I could, you up nicely. yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could, um, if I could live in New York City for one year, I always said that would be mm-hmm. a fabulous. And start thing to auditioning. Do. If you don't audition, yeah. you don't get the job. Actually, <laughs> I'd go. I'd go into PS schools and I'd read aloud to the kids. Yeah. Oh, it's a great. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's what I did. Oh, very. And just cool. volunteer at, yeah. at PS schools. Mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome. I could hook you up there, too. Frederick Douglass School sounds a lot like the school you're working in up in Harlem, which I've uh, mentored at for a while. It's it's remarkable. It's remarkable what you see and what you can uh, affect. Yeah. I take those kids mm-hmm. and show them parts of New York City exactly. that they probably they haven't can't seen. visit. They've never gone yeah. south of 115th Street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wherever they live. Yeah. Um, what is the most important piece of advice that you've ever been given? Hmm. And yeah. The next question is, what most important piece of advice would you like to give? My mother's advice was um, the golden rule. Hmm. Just always treat others the way you would want to be treated. And that one serves you pretty well. Yeah, it's very (laughs) well-rounded. It sort of encompasses everything that that I believe in, in, Mm -hmm. in a very simplistic way. And... And it gets through to any age. I mean, you can give that advice to any age child, and if you explain it and say, well, would you want them to do that to you? No. I mean, it's very clear. It mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't need exactly. a lot of explanation. Ooh, ouch, mm-hmm. that would hurt if I said mm-hmm. that to someone. Or, mm-hmm. yep. um, but I've had some, you know, the advice of that superintendent who said, you should teach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was really right. looking to go into a school system to help teachers or to help um, the school system with communications because I figured that's yeah, what that's I have the experience in. Yeah. Advertising, right? And and when you put out newsletters or you put out an advertising right. campaign, um, maybe or you know maybe I could help with that. And he said, first of all, schools don't have that kind of budget mm-hmm. <laughs> to have a, a person like that. Um, he said, but you should teach, and it, it just was um, perfect fit for you. Yeah, but you might have it was wonderful. That. Yeah, it was just a, like uh, I I I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't ever Who's think that, that I could do it. That wise voice that was saying that to you early on that got denied and then it got refound, mm. which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'll never forgive that kind mm-hmm. of high school <laughs> advisor. <laughs> but you, you know what? It I, uh, you. Again, it, yeah. it worked it, yeah. because I had this whole life where, um, you know, in business you you think differently and you act differently. Um, it's and great it really way to cut your teeth. It yeah, really is. It really was a good learning you know, mm-hmm. whole spectrum, and that gave me the ability to walk into a classroom full of kids who would scare the bejesus out of a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I wasn't scared. Gonna take it. Not exactly. at all. But I wasn't scared because they're great. Yeah. They yeah. just need to know that. Right. And they know it as soon as I walk in. Yeah. Catch them doing something right and, and mm-hmm. follow up on that. And, that's, mm-hmm. and I think it would be interesting to see if teachers, I bet there's some Teachers out there that are pretty okay, they do it well, but if they had some of the business training or something else the, that we get from yeah. that world, um, it's a good blend because you got yeah. to know how to do the people skills, not just kids' skills or how to teach. Actually, when I was when building. I was looking for a job, the, uh, I talked to several principals who mm-hmm. said that exact thing. Really? He said, anyone who converts to teaching, I want to hire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, there exactly. is something um, about even to make the choice to teach when you've already made money or mm-hmm. had experiences with this or felt you know felt like you've accomplished something over here or you're sophisticated and you have business lunches and blah de blah once you've done all that right. it and then you've chosen to go into a public classroom right. public school classroom there's something that says a lot about you because of that. Exactly. You're choosing it, and you've had all that. I love that part of well, Life on Purpose, the name of the show. It really mm. is picking uh, the road that... I love the name of the yeah, Life on Purpose. It really is choosing... It's a good message. That's what I was going to say. There's a good message to impart to our listeners or anyone younger and up and coming and is on their path right. um, that you can reinvent yourself. You don't have to stay in that corporate job for 35 years, get the gold watch, go right. home and retire. Retirement's probably a really bad idea. Right. And people like you wouldn't, I, I'm guessing, you'll not likely ever hang up your teaching hat or your singing hat or whatever. No, I mean, I. but it could be reinvented. Mm-hmm. I could purposefully right. choose to say, you know what, maybe I could affect more here. Yeah. Or maybe I could do something more here. So with my, with my current position in working with other teachers, it certainly isn't at the expense of students. Right. It's to help. And help them even more. Phone you is uh, what we need. Phones <laughs> on you is what I like. Well, that's awfully nice, yes. but you haven't been in my classroom. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have you doing the job if it weren't the case. So I know but, that uh, too. Yeah, but they—they—it's giving—it's giving me a chance to maybe. What's morphing into something else? Yeah, but it imprint needs to be. more that pay right. it forward, you yeah. know, and and it's just going to exponentially right. grow. Which is exactly what I'm doing. Why I'm doing this show? It's about not working with individual clients one-on-one, but if we can send a message that reaches more people Mm. and become, you know, messengers, really, of what it is to lead a truly rich life and run a purposeful life um, and inspirations like this, which are fantastic. And Yeah. yeah. Do you see the kids 10 years out? Do they come back? I mean, Well, I've only been in it. This is my sixth year, so I haven't seen that yet. However, I ran into a girl that I had... um, uh, my first year, mm-hmm. and she was in sixth grade. She is a senior now. She was working at a restaurant that I was at, mm-hmm. and I saw her, and, you know, she's a much taller and more mature-looking version sure. of the little girl that I had, but I recognized her instantly. Yeah. They so change I, a lot. <laughs> I know. I said hello, and the first thing out of her mouth was, oh, I miss you so much. Oh, so sweet. And I was with my daughter, and I said, 
It's all worth it. That is <laughs> it's it. It's in the picture. That is it. It's unbelievable. And, yeah. and I said, how is everything going? And she says, I have this job, and I'm oh. going to get this job. And she was just bubbly and wonderful and mature mm-hmm. and a beautiful young woman. And how cool to see that what you yeah. had a part of affecting change in her life, turning yeah. her into this. Is she going to go to college? She um, she hopes to. Mm-hmm. She really, really hopes mm-hmm. to. So she's been, you know, just beginning her senior year, and I told her to come and visit and all that. But and she just, with no hesitation, was just, "I love you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I didn't grow Delicious. up saying exactly. "I love you" to teachers. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. No, no. There was one. I love them, but one. I just don't you think sound I said like it. you are the type that is the one for <laughs> people in their lives. We need to go to break right now, and I'll be back with Ann Kelleher in just a minute. Why not join in the conversation right now? Go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravel Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravel's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. Hi, this is Gina Tremarco with the Martini Meeting. Listen to the Martini Meeting with Eileen Soizan and myself every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. on Zeus Radio for hearwomentalk.com. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. That's galore. Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver, Life is Good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on HearWomenTalk.com. <laughs> Friday's the day. Here, hey, what? just hush. I'm doing this. Friday's the day. HearWomenTalk.com is the place for fun and fantasy, entertainment, 
And it's dirty. In information. It's sexy. Right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. It's sassy. We'll be here. <laughs> you should be too. You're gonna love it. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. I'm Deb Coletti, and I'm back with Ann Kelleher, and we were talking about some of the kids that she works with uh, at her school, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me more stories about uh, a great, a favorite story that you have working um, with the kids. Well, there have been many, but um, I will tell you that as much as I, I said earlier that, you know, you, you want to teach these children to overcome their challenges and, and, and obstacles and all that, at the same time, I did feel badly that... Mm-hmm their poverty and their lack of opportunity really um, doesn't deserve pity, but it certainly deserves my compassion. And it isn't fair. It isn't, it isn't <laughs> right. Innocent. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would come home and talk to my husband and my daughter, and they, they realized, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. that, you know, although we didn't li- live, uh, you know, what we considered a, a very privileged life, it certainly was. If you compared it, certainly so, relatively speaking. Yeah, and I and so I would just sort of bring some of this home because a teacher doesn't leave the job ever. You bring this these feelings of your kids, and especially you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, oh, many many others mm-hmm. at our school and, and all over. And um, I remember this uh, one boy uh, saying something about um, Christmas, and he was very closed mouth about it, and. Um, because we have this sort of uh, advisory structure at our school, which which means you work with a small group of kids more on their character mm-hmm. and conflict Amazing. resolution. This and is a great school. Yeah, for an, it's, an it's inner a city wonderfully school. progressive school. Wow. So we in this little advisory group, I hear from this boy something about Christmas. Um, we are coming up to the holiday season, and um, he had said something about you know you know they didn't do presents, and then I thought, was I being you know, politically incorrect and exactly. assuming, that, you know, maybe their religion or this. And and then he revealed, like, the next week that it was because there was no money for presents. Mm. And um, and that, you know, he would love to, to get some. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, again, he wasn't begging. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to say, woe is me. It really came up in honest, you know, communication between Matter us. Of and, fact, yeah, yeah, between our group. Um, because the advisory group was there to support each other. And um, and so that got me thinking. And then I, I said, uh, I just some other students that I was having lunch with or something, and and one kid, uh, I said, I just asked the question, if you if I gave you ten bucks right now, what would you what would you really want with Love that? Love that question. And and I you know, I didn't really know what the answer was gonna be. I had some preconceived ideas that it was gonna be you know, an Xbox or a, I don't know, a Video car or, a vi- or something. Yeah. So, I mean, something either really mm-hmm. grandiose mm-hmm. Uh, and and well above ten dollars, like or or or, or, or just something, yeah, <laughs> something that was a waste. You know, I go buy candy or whatever. And um, he had said, uh, "I'd like a New York Yankees cap." Oh my god! And another boy um, at the at the table at the lunch table said, "I would love to buy markers." Oh, and so and when these and when uh, so these things so, sort of mm-hmm, set with me mm-hmm. in those few weeks, and I said that year, what if mm-hmm. we could buy each of our students something that they really want? Um, 
and and sort of just have a little celebration right before they go off to Christmas break. So I wrote this letter, and I emailed it to some of my very good friends outside of the teaching profession who I know have been very lucky in their lives and Mm -hmm. have been uh, very fortunate. And I just sort of told the story. I said, we're not just giving them $10. We're not just... Um, buying them all the same thing. Um, I said, we're, the teachers are going to take it upon ourselves to go and fulfill these little wishes. Wishes, yeah. And so we had them write um, just, at, and we didn't want to tell them. Yeah, we wanted yeah, it to yeah. be surprised. So because in English class, uh, we always have a do now, you know, that first five oh, yeah. minutes, what you do now as soon as you walk into the room. <laughs> so um, there was an index card on each child's uh, desk, and it, I just said, I had the prompt written, um, if you had $10 right now and had something that you wanted to buy for yourself sort of as a luxury just for you mm-hmm. you didn't have to share it you know brother, you didn't have to share it, to it. <laughs> you didn't have to go buy another mm-hmm. present with it for someone else this was just for you selfish what do and you, you want? do you yeah. absolutely do have to say that because mm-hmm. a lot of people oh, some of the kids would say I'd buy something for my mom exactly so I wanted oh. this to be really about them and so I said put your top three choices because mm-hmm. obviously I didn't know what we would be and able they would to find. Never be and thinking that that would ever nope, be no, nope, they to just I just uh, because I had done questions, uh-huh. the what if type questions, um, as a regular do now throughout mm-hmm, the year, mm-hmm. it did not come as any kind of clue, and so we got these cards, and um, some of my teammates and I, like when we go out um, after work sometime to unwind, and we start looking at these cards, mm. and I'm telling you. We, we became a cry fest. Oh, I can only which, imagine. Which was, I mean, yeah, sad, but again, mm-hmm. it, it, I, we just said, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We had 75 students on our team, I was gonna say, how many so kids? we needed $750. Um, so, and, and I know, you know, it sort of sounds a little strange that I'm going out and asking for money for this or whatever. But all I had to do was send that letter and tell the story, and people started yeah, sending me money. they responded right away, exactly. And one one person who calls herself a fairy godmother um, <laughs> just went, she said, how much have you come up with or whatever? And I had come up with $300, and she just wrote the check for the rest. Oh, my gosh. And no, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a... Now, that's giving, um, that's charity beginning at home and it is, but person I mean, And it's not even yeah. a, something she was going to get a receipt no, for. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Exactly. It wasn't about that. But those feel so much more better when you see it in action and you know, know. The, the difference you're going to make in that child's life. Tell me about the Christmas Day. What was that? Well, like? so at this, uh, at the day, you know, the day they were going to leave for break, we had um, we had a lovely event, and some of the ladies who had given money um, also brought in brownies and things like that. So we <laughs> they really made a celebration. More excited than yep. the kids. Well, they didn't know to be excited yep. with the the people that gave. I I know, which is always better. It was it was it was truly inspiring because um the kids would um we had them all wrapped we had them all uh, you know uh, with their the tag on them and all that and they were so specific that the kids didn't go oh i want that no they got it, what they, they wanted they got something that they wanted but so we had them go like into the center of the room and uh, one kid started and opened their present and then they had to choose a present and give it to the next kid hmm. so it went like that and everyone got a chance to open their present with an audience, with an audience, by and themselves. all by themselves, Sweet. which I again really I was thinking in any world. I, I was they thinking they, they probably and, yeah. don't do this at home. Right. If there are presents in the house, it's 
it's a fast and furious and it's it's not about the giving right. and the receiving right, right, it's right. just about how fast can i open it and when what can i, get, I what play I get. material material yeah right. stuff and compare you know mm-hmm. competition all that and we made it very clear that our we all we have learning targets at school so we, the kids <laughs> can say i know what i'm going to learn today or i know what i've learned and so their learning target was i can show gratitude yeah i can um be so grateful for a gift that was given to me by people who don't know me personally. So they had all these learning targets. And I said, we also are going to be happy for whoever else got a gift Mm -hmm. and what they got because they had it on their list, you know. And so there was none of what I had feared. Right. That there'd be, oh, I want that, and and jealousies or drama because they are adolescents. No kidding. And that's what middle school is all about. Whatever sneakers they're wearing today. And so, um, you know, uh, this one boy, you know, he opens up and I was, you know, really excited for him. He's a very, very quiet boy. Um, What, uh, you know, uh, open to teasing Mm -hmm. just because Mm -hmm. of his, his looks and, and all that, and he would always walk with his head down. So he goes and gets uh, his present, and he opens it up, and it's the New York Yankees cap. And he puts it on his head, and he just, and I said, I said his name, and I said, raise your head, let me see that, I want to take a picture of you. And he puts his head up. He had the biggest smile, and all the other kids Mm. were clapping and telling him how great he looked in it. Your Academy Award moment, you know, or really? It was. I mean, I shiver thinking of it now because all the way up and down because it just went on and on. Um, One girl wanted um, uh, pink slippers. Yeah, (laughs) you know, pink slippers, and someone else wanted. Pajama pants with Tinkerbell on them. How did you find those? We, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, they got. A, oh, luckily, <laughs> and, and you know, we found them, and because otherwise, we would have had to go to two or three on her card. God, <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, but you worked we, hard to get we found first everything. If it was first choice or yep. second or third, mm-hmm. we found everything. Some mm-hmm. somebody wanted. Um, a T-shirt that had the Puerto Rican flag on it because she was from Puerto Rico, and and we found it all. Um, How fun though! They were know. so specific and so they clear were. what they really really wanted. Yep. Wow. Well, we said the more specific you are, you know. It, it, uh, remember, I'm an English teacher, yeah, so this is in their description details. they had to yeah. have details. Yeah. So, and you know, little did they know it was so we would have our shopping trip a little bit easier in in one sense, just to make sure we got what they wanted. But we gave out basketballs and we gave out, um, you know, Sharpie marker uh, packages. And um, one girl wanted just little craft things, you know, like the the pipe cleaner twists and things. I mean, <laughs> things that they saw at the store that yeah. they just could not have. Yeah. Oh, and just wonderful. really felt that it was theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. And, All for them. And they also had that feeling there that I am not going to. Um, you know, mess these up. I've mm-hmm. got to take very good care of, of them. Ownership. They had yeah. a great amount yeah. of that. I love all your uh, your prompts for these kids. Do now. I would love a list of those because those are really great things to do with. Oh people. yeah, they're really oh, yeah. Oh, adults yeah. as well. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, again, this this the the kid with the cap was really so quiet. He barely he whispered. Uh, I mean, his his voice was barely a whisper, and he always would you know, be fearful about talking in front of the class and all that. Bullied, but like I said, yeah. he, yeah, bullied. Mm-hmm. And he got, um, he got, 
you know, this uh, wonderful applause from, from his classmates. And then, you know, he, we don't allow hats in our school. Uh, That's part yeah, of the uniform code. Yeah, that would be um, but at the end of the day, he did put the hat on as he was leaving <laughs> and he just whispered, thanks, Mrs. K. But I mean, really enough to melt <laughs> yeah, your you know, heart. Exactly. Like you, it didn't take much. You that made day. <laughs> my, my day, my life, my year. Oh, yeah. oh that's so sweet. Yeah. And we are going to uh, go to another break and we'll be back in just a minute with Ann Keller. You, too, can join in the conversation. Go online to hearwomantalkradio.com and chat live now with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach That's galore. Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver. Life is good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com. Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick, and value-packed? Check out our favorite, Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order, and they use only the freshest ingredients, including sterling silver premium meats. Try their $5 daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies, or check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm. For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi-mahi, scallops, or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out, and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy Sabachi delivers, too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., conveniently located in Myrtle Beach on the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi, 839-8008. Hi, my name's Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Comments, questions, opinions? Then join in the conversation right now. Go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Okay, I'm back with Ann Kelleher, and we've been talking about the kids and the, the school that she teaches at and great stories about uh, Christmas. Oh, my goodness, that was wonderful. I got goosebumps and the hair is growing on my legs. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> because of it. Um, what did you do today? You were just describing to us your first day of school. First day of school with the uh, students coming in. I work in the Springfield Public School System in uh, middle school, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. So uh, it was a hectic first day, but a good one. It was great to see the kids from last year, as always. Everybody uh, can't wait for the day to come, and then when it comes, then we feel like we're 
ready to rock and roll. Starting <laughs> over, exactly. And you have a new role this year, it sounds like. I do. Um, it's called a CPDT, which is a Collaborative Professional Development I Teacher. Very, I know. Very, <laughs> There's acronyms for everything in education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means that I will work with teachers, coaching them on lesson planning all the way to analyzing their data once testing begins and um, you know pretty much helping out wherever I can in the ELA classes and the reading classes. Still with students because it sounds like that's your passion. Oh yeah. yeah oh good. yeah. Now yeah. I'm actually with that more would be students. sad to give that up. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just one classroom I'll be going into all reading and ELA classes. Right. What does ELA mean? I just learned it myself, but I'm not sure our listeners would know that. (laughs) English language arts. English language arts, yeah. And uh, I want to go back and just ask you a broader question, because I think you you were new to teaching, well, five years ago, it sounds like? Five years, yeah. yeah. And before that, you did a major uh, change-up moment. I did. I I was... In college, I took business administration as my major, and I was very... um, sort of intrigued by the radio industry. I got a, I got a um, internship in my freshman year of college, which is rare to get one in, as a freshman, but mm-hmm. I got into a radio station and just thought that was the greatest thing in the whole world <laughs> to be at a radio station. So exciting. I was on the, um, the production end, so I wrote and produced commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried a little bit of sales. I was on air at a couple of different radio stations, um, and I just... I thought that was going to be my career. And um, after a few years of that and after I graduated from college, um, I got into the advertising end of it um, through uh, advertising agency work. And I was there for 17 years. I was a partner at an advertising agency. And then um, I loved it, did a lot with it. But right around 9-11, as Mm, you know, business Mm -hmm. um, really took a dive. And what's and, important to, to you in life takes a second that, look. And that um, really was a crucial moment in mm-hmm. my life, deciding that, you know, maybe maybe I could do something more important. Maybe mm-hmm. I could affect more lives. Plus, I had gone through this sort of life change physically. You know, I had... Go gast- to do tell. Okay. <laughs> I, I had gastric bypass surgery. Wow. I just sort of started anew. Mm. Everything began Major fresh. chapter mm-hmm. <laughs> change. And so I went from the ability to, um, to uh, you know, have just this sedentary career, um, to for, and then I had the ability to have a, a more active career because I was healthier and felt better, and... Um, and I always wanted to teach. Right. I really did. That was a that was a lifelong dream. And it was actually a college advisor <laughs> who said, or a high school advisor, excuse me, who said, "Don't go into teaching. There aren't enough jobs." Right. <laughs> and so, um, listen to them. I, we my do. parents yeah. were all both teachers. Many of my older brothers were teachers. So, I thought it was my path until you know, like I said, I got that advice and went another way. So after all these years doing in business, doing this. This wonderful job and creative job and fun job. Um, I still wanted to do more. I wanted to affect lives mm-hmm. like people had affected mine, mm-hmm. and so I. Um, I really had no education classes huh. in my experience, but I had been in classrooms with my friends who were teachers, and and I loved to read aloud to kids. I mean, it, it seemed like it had some natural fit. Uh-huh. Um, 
and I went to the superintendent in the town I grow I live in, and I I got some great advice from him. He just looked at my business resume and creative writing resume, and he just said, "You could." You could be an English teacher. And no kidding. With all that world experience, yeah, life experience, bringing yeah, that directly he, in. Yeah. So he thought it was a great idea, yeah. and he told me, just go, you know, do this, do that. And um, I followed his instructions to the letter. And Did you have your teaching certificate? Did you have to get I, it? I did get my license. Wow. That's wow. just by taking a test. Right. And um, luckily, I passed. And so... Um, Lucky for them. The first time, yeah. Mm. So... Uh, so I just really walked into a time and a place. I mean, I'm, I'm much, a very much a believer in destiny, and just yeah. adjust everything. All the stars just they do align. Yep. But you were open to it. It sounds like you had two advisors. One advisor said, "Don't be a teacher," and you listened to that one at the right, right team right at the time, right. which led you to wonderful things to right. feed into this other advisor at the right time. Exactly. I wouldn't be the teacher that I mm-hmm. am. That's right. With the experience and the life that I had. Um, just coming out of college. I just wouldn't have been. I have a whole different perspective. Isn't that the truth? If yeah. kids would know that now, that you don't have to do what you're doing right after college isn't really what you will be meant to do in 10, 20, 30 years. Right. We keep reinventing ourselves, apparently. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I came from a generation, uh, or my parents' generation, who didn't do that, right. who just stayed in that 30 same years in job. the job, right. the watch at retirement. Right. And I, I thought Oops. that that was a... Um, uh, an admirable quality mm-hmm. until you know I'm in it and then realize no it probably takes more courage or more exactly. admiration to change and to to divert your whole uh, career into something else and especially because I had such a passion for children and h- how they they are you know the future yeah so I that love that passage that you have in your email to share <laughs> yeah. that um, go ahead tell I us. believe in it and but, I'm sure um, you the, do. the yeah. song. Um, uh, the greatest love of all, mm-hmm. and it starts with, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well mm-hmm. and let them lead the way. I believe that long before I became a teacher. Teach them well I, I just, and let them lead the way. They mm-hmm. are they are who mm-hmm. will take care of us. They are who will take care of future generations, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So I, I totally believe in all that. And by all accounts these days, our culture is into a, you know, from education to manners and civility and the type of school you work at. How do you break through to these kids that are, ah, it's it's a bad time. Chal- challenging yeah. kids, yeah, challenging lives that they mm-hmm. lead um, outside of school. And I really, you know, that was a baptism by fire of l- learning how different children can be from mm-hmm. mine. How you were I raised, mean, I how, raised you raise how I was raised and how mm-hmm. I raised my child and the opportunities um, that are far different mm-hmm. than an urban setting um, where poverty is so high and you're the tough school system and school area yeah, I district am. i know i am but it's uh but it it, it goes back i mean it was a, a eye awakening experience for me but it goes back to the idea that they are children mm-hmm. they deserve every opportunity every chance right. they have such potential and then they do face obstacles so as a teacher um i i learned very early on plus i was older so i had sort of this motherly, maternal (laughs) feeling for them that, um, yes, you've got obstacles, Mm -hmm. you've got challenges, everybody does. You may have more, but you can't use them as a crutch. I mean, you've you've got to find a way. Not the victim here. No, I mean, and I I love to support them, the students, with things that they may not ever have the opportunity to do, like... um, 
take them to New York City. I know. When I saw you last year yeah. on the, one of your expeditions, which right. is so cool. Tell right. us about that. What are your what's um, the favorite one you've done with them? Well, I, I've taken actually two groups of, of students to New York City because, like I said, I, I don't think they have the opportunity really? to do that. Right. And that opens their eyes. Mm-hmm. And they see that their world isn't just their neighborhood mm-hmm. or their street um, and the limits that Very all wild. those... Uh, you know, definitions um, encompass. So um, by taking them to New York, we we did one expedition and it was on um, on how people express themselves. And so I took this group of 75 students uh, with the other team teachers and we looked at, uh, or we went to Lincoln Center. <laughs> Some of them have never even seen buildings what that large. What is Lincoln Center, exactly, you know, or, or skyscrapers. Or, yeah, the yep. si- skyscrapers, but to see such magnificent mm-hmm. architecture or that there's a fountain that's right there and it was under construction at the time. And um, we went to the improv mm. theater and we watched this improv group and you know, really interact with the kids because it's all about that engagement. You know, yeah. what's going to take mm-hmm. a kid from doing something that uh, isn't appropriate right. or the behaviors right. get out the of control. The choices they make. Yeah, mm-hmm. the choices mm-hmm. they make. And, and, and you mentioned um, they don't have manners sometimes. Right. Well, right. What, I, what I sort of feel is that if you get them involved and really hooked on something, right. the rest you can really... Manipulate. You right. can really you can help them, them with those. Yeah, as a role model, or help them with them. those other other skills and other um, real basic uh, ways to communicate and things like that. But I mean, we went to you know Stardust Diner there so that they could hear live <laughs> so waiters cool. and yeah. waitresses singing. Oh and, my gosh, that must and, have been. Yeah, and, I, I can and just see wonderful. light bulbs going off over their head, and there's stars Absolutely. in their eyes. And, and I didn't have any behavior problems because they yeah. were fixed. They were fixed. Fixed at looking at um, eyes wide open. Yeah. Huh? And and all the things around them, you know. Times Square, last year um, uh, I took them when we were doing um, a project on homelessness Mm. and really learning what they could do as 11 and 12-year-olds. What what can I do? You know, nothing. Well, that's just not true. That's just not true. There are plenty of things. So we first looked at it as a nationwide problem and Mm. how we can just scale it back to to just us. And um, we had done that expedition on homelessness last year. And when we went to New York to do an expedition on immigration, they still tied in with the homeless. It's fantastic. Expe- you know what they and had learned during that. You're not teaching English. Let's write a story or read some stories. Great writers. It's mm-hmm. all about living the experience and bringing it to them, especially right. kids like this. Right. Uh, and I, I can't, we could go on and on and do three more shows because Anne has a wide range of things that she does and loves. But oh, thank you thank so you. much for sharing what you have here. And well, I appreciate it. What, I, a, what a lovely forum to do yeah. so. And I I love the name of the. Yeah. Life on purpose. Thank you for that. I, I think it means a lot to to a lot of us. And uh, and I'm working on my new sign off. What do you think? Goodbye. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> <laughs> love that you. is usually love you. Mean it. You've been listening to Life on Purpose with your host Deb Coletti, broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. More information at hearwomentalk.com and lifeonpurposeradio.com. Join us next week for another edition of Life on Purpose.